Welcome to the second episode of Livewire uh, in a series where we're looking at schools ministry and in our first episode we looked at doors, how to get into a school, how to really serve a school. In this second episode we're going to look at delivery, how to put together a piece of ministry whether that's an assembly, a lesson, a lunchtime club. So we're going to look at this in four stages and the first stage is have a remit. Now what I mean by this is um, before you put together a lesson, certainly lowers on pays, we ask them to have a ream the subject that we're talking about. You see, we need to be uh, we need to be teaching in a way that is simple but not shallow. We want our teaching, our content to be simple, easily understood, but not shallow. It needs to have depth to it. Uh, the worst type of lesson, the worst type of ministry is. Uh, one based around just um, brainstorming an idea and then throwing a few gimmicky um, kind of object lessons or videos into it. Or even worse actually is just basing a lesson around, around a good skit or video. Uh, what we recommend is this, is that once you know what the subject is you are teaching, you look for a passage on that subject, maybe a story, which often works the best way of doing this, and then you have a remit. You go through the four levels of have a remit. If you're unsure what that means, then please feel free to get my book, Have a Ream, uh, by Paul Clayton Gibbs. It's about how to study anything with anyone. It gives you four levels in which to go through a passage of scripture. By the time you've done that, you'll have a lot of content. You'll have uh, spent some time just getting other perspectives. You will have spent time listening to the Holy Spirit and you'll have more conviction about what you're about to say. When we use different ideas such as object lessons and videos and games, wherever it might be, we want those things to be added on to content, not to be the content. I use visual, uh, sorry, I use visual aids not to get people's attention, but to get my ideas to stick. So the first thing you want to do is create a lesson or an outline without any kind of gimmick, visual aid, game or anything. So that's the first stage, have a remit. Secondly, we need to look at the three A's. So first of all, let me show you how we actually put a lesson together on pays. As you look at this, you'll see an outline. Now this is from the from the 90s when I was doing schools work uh, because it's a very simple outline. And what you'll see here is uh, a modular form of lesson. In other words, little modules added together, strung together to create a lesson outline. Now again, what you can't see on this is the actual teaching. You're just seeing the, the kind of uh, module titles which would prompt me and I would have prepared teaching on each one of those modules. But you'll also notice that it's split into three sections, uh, attention, application, and appeal. So let's first look at the main aim. The first thing we want to do is, is think about what is our main aim. So as we look at this aim, you've got to decide what is your main intention for that ministry piece. Is it for them to have learned something or is it for them to make a choice about something? I would suggest it needs to be the latter. You want them leaving the lesson with some kind of choice they need to make. Maybe you've offered them some kind of next step. They've learned something and now they have to decide something. 
In your main aim, again, I would encourage you not to just brainstorm. I'd encourage you to have a ream and come away with something that you really have a passion about. I remember many years ago visiting a team in Manchester and um, when I walked into the team office, it was covered with pictures uh, and uh, writings of things that God had said to them or they discovered in their Bible study that week. Uh, they were very passionate about these things. But then when I went into a lesson, uh, it wasn't very passionate because they just decided to brainstorm subjects. So there's this disconnect between what God had been speaking to them about, what they were passionate about, what was on their mind, and then what they did in a school. So the way to avoid that is, as I've said, have ream your subject and also have ream your main aim. Ask the Lord, what is the main thing you want me to be saying to these young people and the main thing for them to make a decision about? Then we begin to break our lesson up into, or our ministry outline into the three A's. So let's take a quick look at them. The attention is where you get their interest in a subject. You want to scratch a niche they already have. So sometimes you have to get them itchy about a subject first. If I was teaching on the Bible, I might first want to get them thinking about where they get advice from and what advice they can trust. So the first stage is attention. Secondly, you want to move on to application. This is the section in your ministry where you apply what God says about this. This is where the main teaching comes into play. And you want to teach, not preach. So you want to make sure there's some real content to what you're saying. Partly the content that the school gives you to teach and partly the things that you've discovered, the facts and the information on that particular subject. The appeal is the third part. It's where you help them think through what the next step may be. You want to give equal amounts of time to this, to the other two sections. Um, so I would encourage you to aim for a response. I have a friend who was an evangelist and he said, every time I preach, I always get a 100% response, which I was a bit shocked and, uh, about. And then he said, what I mean by that is that people either say yes or they say no, but they don't get a choice to simply stay on the fence. And I like that idea that you bring some kind of response, something they have to do. Maybe it's something they could pray about when they're home. Maybe it's something they could take away from the lesson and put somewhere and read it or look at it or remind, it reminds them about what you've just taught. Something that creates some kind of defining moment where they have to make a choice is I think really, really helpful. So you spend about a third of your presentation helping them think through what that next step might be and the benefits of that next step. Okay, so let's look at our workshop. There are two options, option A and option B. In option A, I want you to imagine an open school that has given you 30 minutes for a presentation on the Bible. Please write down what your main aim and your three A's might be. Write down one sentence for each. So when I say open school, I mean a school that is open to a religious message. You just simply want to write down uh, one sentence for your aim, one sentence for what you're trying to achieve in the attention, the application, and the appeal. Option B is a secular school that is giving you 30 minutes for a presentation on trust. Please write down what your main aim would be and your three A's might be. Write down one sentence for each.
So this is a secular school where um, they may allow you to say something about your faith, but only if the students ask you questions. So you want to think about that in your main aim, attention, application and appeal. Uh, is this going to prompt them to ask you questions that you would like them to ask you? In this episode of Livewire, we're simply discovering how to put an overview together of a lesson. In the next episode, we're going to go through how to create the different modules and dynamics, the different object lessons, videos, etc. So for now, please go through the workshop. Hopefully this will give you an overview which we can use in the next episode also. Stage three is where we appraise what we've done once we've done it. Quite often you're going to create material that you can do many more times. Um, I spent a lot of times in schools doing lessons, so I would appraise the lesson after the first time I did it, and then with the rest of the school or the rest of the year uh, that I did that uh, lesson, I would have improved it. So we've got a new ministry appraisal template for you. Now, for those of you who are used to the flow, you'll notice that this is very similar to the flow, but still distinctive. We're hoping that going through this in the ministry appraisal will actually kind of rewire your brain and help you take others through a similar process when you do uh, discipleship with them. So let me go through this new ministry appraisal template with you. Step one, do it. Prepare and present your ministry. Number one, write down the goal you've for your ministry presentation. And number two, write down what you do as a team and what you do as an individual. So as I go through these, you'll notice that we give you a visual uh, template for this to go through as a team. I'm simply going through the different stages, but remember there's a template that you can fill in to help you with this. Step two, question it. Read out the goal and decide if it was met. Write down everything that was effective in the left column and write down everything that was not as effective in the right column. So you've done your ministry, you've got uh, two columns already of what the team did and what you did as an individual, as part of that team, and now you have to question whether those things worked. In the left-hand column, you put down the things that were most effective that you or your team did, and the things that were least effective in the right-hand column. Step three, understand it. Find a principle by asking, what do the things in the left-hand column have in common that are not present in the things in the right-hand column? So using this process will not only help you with the lesson, but will also help you rewire your brain, uh, begin to learn how to find principles when you're discipling others as well. Step four, change it. Write down your improved version of the ministry. So this process will help you improve your ministry and your presentations. You know, we don't improve often by one big change. It's lots of little incremental changes. So as you do this on a regular basis, you will get sharper and sharper and sharper at the way you prepare and present ministry. Uh, obviously, every time you do this means that you save more time the second time you prepare something because the second time you prepare something, you've learned certain principles. Um, so yeah, it's, it's worth putting the time in. Hopefully you'll find it a really helpful template. Let's look at our next workshop. Please take the last piece of ministry you presented and put it through the ministry appraisal template. Then discuss what principle or principles did you learn and what can you change for next time.
Okay, please take 10 minutes to do that. Uh, hopefully you'll find that helpful also. And then we'll look at our final stage of uh, preparing ministry for a school. So in stage four, we amplify and there are two parts to this. Uh, this came from a, a strong sense of God teaching us that we were supposed to give away our teaching and encourage others to do the same. So the first part of this is by once you've created something, um, sharing it with others. Uh, we ask you on Pays to upload it by sending anything to info at paysmovement.com and we will start collecting your ideas and using them and distributing them for others. The second part is with social media. Uh, we find it's really helpful when we share what we've done in a school um, just publicly through um, Snapchat or Instagram or wherever it might be. This encourages other schools workers and also encourages people who are giving, who are supporting the work that we do in schools. So these two areas of sharing and then using social media are key to um, reproducing and multiplying the uh, effects of what you just did. So when you do share on social media, it's important not to mention specific young people or specific schools by name, um, share generically, but try and be specific about what you actually did and what you achieved. It will encourage other people and inspire them and inform them to do the same. So in our final workshop, please use your social media to highlight what you learned from this Livewire with the hashtag Livewire. Okay, so I find it really helpful to others when I share what I'm doing and what I've learned. Hopefully you can do the same and multiply the benefit of you listening to Livewire right now. What can you teach someone else? Um, please hashtag Livewire. I look forward to seeing what you learned. Hopefully this was helpful. In the next episode, we'll look at dynamics and the specific things that you can do in a lesson um, to bless and encourage young people uh, in the skills that you're going into. Bye.